الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حيا على الصلاة على الصلاة حي على الفلا الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح للأمة فكشف الله تعالى به الغمة وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى أتاه اليقين من ربه اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهداه وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى أصحابه وعلى من تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون All praises belonging to Allah Azza wa Jal All praises belonging to Him and all praises due to Him He is our Lord, the Lord of everything in this existence 
and Lord of everyone, the one who's aware of what is apparent and what is hidden and what is concealed, the one who's aware of our past and our present and everything that awaits us tomorrow. All praises belonging to him and may the peace and blessings be upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the carrier of guidance to people, the reliever of those in distress. May the peace and blessings be upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon his family and companions in entirety. We ask Allah azza wa jal on this blessed day of Friday to make us a people of spiritual fortitude and strength after enduring nearly one month of the bloodshed and the aggression and the ethnic cleansing and the genocide that's being perpetrated against our brothers and sisters in Gaza. We ask Him Subhana to give us the spiritual grit and the emotional strength to see real change happen in the Ummah of Muhammad in our lifetimes. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us part of that real change for the Ummah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite us upon goodness and give charge of our affairs to the best of us, not the worst of us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rid corruption from the land and may He remove oppressors and oppression and aggressors and aggression. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rid the earth of those who abuse their power and take advantage of innocent people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rid the earth of those who transgress against all boundaries and have no honor and no dignity and no regard for anything or anyone. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us healing and to give us strength and to allow us to draw from the strength of our brothers and sisters in Gaza as they're experiencing what they're experiencing in these days. Allahumma ameen. We come to this Jumu'ah with even more and more to be overwhelmed by emotionally as our brothers and sisters are told you want to be treated you're injured go to Rafah go to Egypt you'll be taken care of no one will do anything to you and as soon as they get into the ambulances and they're on their way there the criminal terrorist army of Israel strikes hospitals indiscriminately strikes ambulances and the whole world sees it and we're left with images of children being dragged on the ground with a blood trail behind them elderly women on the grounds of the streets of Gaza in broad daylight on live TV this is 2023 and there's only one power with eroding support that has the audacity to do any of this in front of the whole world. And by Allah's will, Israel will lose all of its support worldwide by the bloodshed of our innocent brothers and sisters who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will embrace and take as shuhada insha'Allah ta'ala. May Allah accept them as shuhada. By the testimony of Israel's greatest supporter, our country, unfortunately, blind support, has been given the signal. Be careful. Your, your support is eroding. And the world's waking up. And people are speaking out. You've gone too far. When you dare do what you've done. And at this moment, brothers and sisters, we all need to look within ourselves. We really, really do. Brothers and sisters, yes, there's a lot of reasons to have 
very intense emotions right now. Anger, rage, sadness, not despair. Sadness. To be overwhelmed with guilt. As many of our brothers and sisters are feeling right now. Many of the brothers and sisters in our community feeling a great sense of guilt. Coming with different dilemmas. I work for a company that supports Israel. The food and products I buy or my tax dollars. Our president having enough time to develop schemes to send billions of dollars to Israel and to Ukraine. Yet our economy is suffering. There's a lot of emotions pent up inside us. And that's, that's justified. But right now, I need to figure out what the moment is doing to me a month in. I've seen bloodshed and brutality that my eye should have never seen. And every human being has a certain capacity. Every nefs has a capacity to, expose, to be exposed to this stuff. Now, of course, we're just being exposed to it. Imagine our brothers and sisters who are actually living it and experiencing it. The trauma that it's causing to a generation of new Palestinians that are coming up in this brutality. New examples for the Ummah. It's causing a lot of trauma and difficulty. But they're overcoming it with great spiritual fortitude and resilience, brothers and sisters. And that's a lesson of the moment. I need to gauge myself and look within me how are these emotions being channeled right now. Yes, I'm seeing hypocrisy in its worst forms. And I'm seeing support of murder and genocide blatantly by those people. Very interestingly, very interestingly, as we said in the last khutbah, masks being removed by those same people who've been crying human rights and... Uh, the rights of the environment and animal rights, yet they're doing the exact opposite with their satanic mindset towards other human beings. Yeah, how am I channeling these emotions? How am I dealing with this? Brothers and sisters, the last emotion that should ever creep into the heart of the mu'min in the face of adversity is depression and despair. We are an ummah that believes, as Allah says to us, إِنَّهُ لَا يَيْأَسُ مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْكَافِرُونَ None despair from Allah's strength, ability, power, except the disbelieving nation, the, the aspect, except the disbelieving people. إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْكَافِرُونَ we're an ummah that's been raised and taught to believe in qadr. In the notion as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states to us, قُلْ لَنْ يُصِيبَنَا إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَنَا هُوَ مَوْلَانَا وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Such an empowering verse in the book of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Say, nothing befalls us except what Allah wrote for us. Not what Fulan or Ilan wrote for us or planned or plotted against us. No. It's what Allah wrote. And He is our Mawla and our aid and supporter. And for and in Allah, believers should truly trust, should truly have a sense of tawakkul, a sense of confidence in His planning because ultimately His planning. Is dominant over all affairs. Wallahu ghalibun ala amrih. Walakinna akthara nasi la ya'lamun. Brothers and sisters, if we look at the Quran and the Book of Allah, 
we will find that the most spiritually empowering verses are those verses that describe moments of great adversity in the life of the Prophet Look at Surah Al-Anfal. It is a surah full of spiritual principles that guided the Muslims in the experiences of Badr before and after. Look at Surah At-Tawbah as the Prophet had to deal with his detractors from among the munafiqeen who blatantly attempted to sabotage and ruin the community of believers. Surah At-Tawbah is a very spiritual surah. Surah Al-Fatih is a very spiritual surah. That surah that describes the Prophet not being able to continue on with Umrah because he was blocked off by the mushrikeen. And they told him, you and your people are not coming. Even though he saw a dream that he was performing Umrah. And instead he needed to sign the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. That seemingly put the Muslims at a big disadvantage. Allah described it as a fatah. Allah described it as the beginning of the conquest and the beginning of the victory. Because Allah sees what we don't see. And Allah knows what we don't know. Yes. A reality that the mu'min embraces. And that's why the end of Surah Al-Fatih tells the Prophet لَقَدْ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ رَسُولَهُ الرُّؤْيَا بِالْحَقِّ لَتَدْخُلُنَّ الْمَسْجِدَ الْحَرَامَ إِنْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ آمِنِينَ مُحَلِّقِينَ رُؤُوسَكُمْ وَمُقَصِّرِينَ لَا تَخَافُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, very spiritually empowering verse, He says, Allah has promised His Prophet the dream in truth. You will enter. You will enter al-masjid al-haram and you'll be in a full state of security and you'll perform the rituals of Umrah. No fear. لا تخافون فعلم ما لم تعلموا فجعل من دون ذلك فتحا عظيما Allah knows what you didn't know. And He made that a way to a big victory that awaits in your future. We pray that that victory awaits in our lifetimes to see. And if not in our lifetimes, then our children's lifetimes. But we fully trust that the promise of Allah Azza wa is truth. And that's something that the enemies of Allah... And the plotters and planners do not understand. They've tried generation after generation to break the will of the Ummah of Muhammad They've tried. The bloodshed is enough to state to this reality. Hundreds of thousands in Iraq and hundreds of thousands in Afghanistan. And thousands and thousands in Palestine. And we find the ummah coming back stronger and stronger. More committed and more committed. There's nothing more awe-inspiring than seeing those mothers and fathers in Gaza. As they embrace their lifeless children with hearts full of confidence. Allah is going to give us victory. Allah is going to take care of my child. I'll meet my child in Jannah. Alhamdulillah. Brothers and sisters. I've received, I've had conversations with some in our community who when seeing the outside reality or the, as things appear on the surface level, it causes, it, it, there's a lot of sentiment of emotional fatigue. 
And it's not necessarily something wrong, but it's something that needs to be corrected and addressed. A lot of people are having emotional fatigue. How many times? Okay, I've, I've seen tens of videos. I tried to post these videos on social media. I'm dealing with these devilish social media companies who have too much power, who are shadow banning and blocking and disconnecting. So it's not that the oppression is happening alone. It's also takmim al-afu'ah. Silenced. You need to be silent. You can't even say anything wrong or say anything against what's being done. All of that is calling a lot, causing a lot of emotional fatigue. But brothers and sisters, the response to this should be that if I dig deep within and if I connect my heart to the power source of the Qur'an, the power source of the example of the Prophet ﷺ, I will be able to gain that inspiration that our brothers and sisters in Gaza are feeling right now. Look at this verse. That describes a sense of emotional fatigue. The Muslims had to deal with this, the companions themselves, during the time of the Prophet ﷺ. In Surah Al-Ahzab, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِذْ جَاءُوكُمْ مِنْ فَوْقِكُمْ وَمِنْ أَسْفَلَ مِنْكُمْ وَإِذْ زَاغَتِ الْأَبْصَارِ وَبَلَغَتِ الْقُلُوبُ الْحَنَاجِرِ وَتَظُنُّونَ بِاللَّهِ الظُّنُونَ هُنَالِكَ ابْتُلِيَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَزُلْزِلُوا زِلْزَالًا شَدِيدًا Look at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes. Our brothers and sisters in northern Gaza could probably relate to this description in these two verses right now describing Al-Ahzab and what happened to the Prophet ﷺ, northern Gaza, experiencing the same reality. If They came from above you, from northern part of you. And from the southern part of Medina, the northern part and the southern part. And then Allah describes what happened because of the emotionally overwhelmed feeling the believers, the believers had. Brothers, please make space so that anyone coming can easily find a place inside the masjid. The verse says, brothers and sisters, very clearly, the eyes became blurry from how emotionally overwhelmed they were. And then it says, The hearts reached the throat. What does that mean? That means that their hearts were so overwhelmed by the experience. Medina was sieged. Just as Gaza is sieged. Medina was sieged. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes, at that point, believers experienced immense adversity and, and affliction. And they were shook a grand shake. Brothers and sisters, if I want to be inspired and if I want to gain emotional strength and resilience, then I need to look at these scenes as I see the qadr of Allah Azza wa Jal. Replace Sadness with happiness. Replace fear with spiritual calm. There are six verses in the Quran, brothers and sisters. We call these verses Ayatul Sakina. Each one of them in, in parts of the Quran that describe very difficult situations. One in Surah Al Baqarah describing Talut and Jalut and the great um, disproportionate reality. In terms of numbers that the both sides had. 
similar to our brothers and sisters in Gaza. They continue to criticize our brothers and sisters in Gaza who have nothing in terms of the powers of states and the powers and freedoms that come along with that. Yet they have the intelligence, they have the confidence in Allah to really bring one of the strongest armies in the world to their knees. Brothers and sisters, the verses of spiritual calm in the Qur'an go on to Surah At-Tawbah, two verses there. Speaking about the Prophet ﷺ in Ghar Thawr in Hijrah as he was pursued to be assassinated. They pursued him as he was leaving Mecca to go to Medina. And he was in the cave and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet ﷺ, as, the, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes, the Prophet was given Allah sent his sakina on the Prophet and gave him spiritual calm. It was also mentioned in three parts in Surah Al-Fatih, that surah that we're describing now. All of these verses interestingly describe that spiritual calm is a gift from Allah. It's a gift from Allah. Allah is the one who sends it down in the heart. It's not something kasbi, it is wahabi. You will find that the most difficult circumstances in life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala aids the believers with spiritual calm in their heart. He gives them ease. Different types of afflictions, medical situations, terminal illness, loss of family, loss of health and loss of wealth. Even Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, when he was made Khalifa, he realized the impact of spiritual calm, Sakina on the heart. This thing that Allah puts in believers' hearts. They told Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, قَدْ نَزَلَ بِكَ مَا لَوْ نَزَلَ بِالْجِبَالِ لَهَاضَهَا وَمَا لَوْ نَزَلَ بِالْبِحَارِ لَغَاضَهَا وَمَا نَرَكَ جَزِعْتْ They said to Abu Bakr, as he had to deal with an ummah that was on the verge of fracturing, so much, so much confusion and conflict, Abu Bakr kept the ummah of Muhammad وسلم, together. So they told him, you had to deal with so much that if it was put on the shoulders of mountains, those mountains would have been leveled. And if it was put in the oceans, those, those, those oceans would have been flooded. You, we don't see you in a state of distress. So then he said, I've never felt jaza and distress, emotional distress. Ever since I've been with the, in the cave with the Prophet ﷺ, and Allah put Sakina in the heart. This is our dua right now. Whatever you're dealing with, brothers and sisters, the moment right now, it's not just about Gaza. It's about the Ummah of Muhammad ﷺ. Allah put us all, each one of us, in their own position of influence. Every one of us. People who are able to speak, speak. People who are able to influence change in policy and change in law. Need to do that. People who are able to raise awareness to those around them, their neighbors, their co-workers, their um, classmates at school. We all need to do that. We all have our responsibilities, brothers and sisters. And the moment right now is one where we pray that Allah puts spiritual calm in our heart. Gives us strength and resilience. Allows us to really be agents for change for the Ummah of Muhammad Wasallam. This reality of change in the ummah in modern day did not start with Gaza and it's not going to end with it. This process of change has been 
developing and molding for decades. And every time powers try to suppress this change, the ummah continues to flourish and grow again. And the biggest sign of that is seeing everyone turn back to seeing people turn back to Allah, young and old going to masajid, invoking Allah, praying to Allah Azza wa Jal. Brothers and sisters, we have our own source of gaining emotional strength, resilience, spiritual strength, and grit in our lives. All of these modern philosophies and ideologies have been proven bankrupt by their responses to what's happening in Gaza. Liberalism? It liberated the world? No, it did not. The Qur'an liberated the hearts of believers. The people of Gaza and the people of Palestine aren't waiting for us to free them. They freed our minds. Now we just need to maintain this momentum. They freed our conscience. What am I, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my life? Is this is, if this is how fat, fragile and vulnerable life is, in the matter of moments, everything could change. As we real, witnessed this past week, a massacre among many massacres, the massacre in Jabalia, and people describing that, that it was a haze and we didn't even know what was happening as massive sounds exploded and demolished buildings, hundreds dead. And it took them minutes to even come to their senses. They're pitch black. Imagine that. You can't see a thing. And it took them some time to come to their senses and see what's happening. That's, what, that's, how, that's how dunya is, brothers and sisters. There's a source that liberates and then there's a source that weakens. The more my heart is attached to the material, the limited, the more that my soul will weaken and wane. The more that my heart is attached, I'm afraid to lose this job. I'm afraid to lose this car or this house or whatever else it is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us in the Qur'an, He tells us this, He speaks to this reality of wahan and weakness, the source of weakness. You want to know what's bringing you down and dealing with the conflicts of your life? Realize where your true priorities shall lie and you'll find yourself liberated. That's what Islam's calling to. You will find yourself liberated when life becomes more than being about the job, the, 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 the relationship, the education, and the minutia of life. No, it's not about that. It's much more than that. It's an otherworldly call. We find this, brothers and sisters, in many verses of the Qur'an, the spiritual empowerment and the spiritual strength. Look at this verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us direction. He says in the very beginning, look, Surah Al-Anfal, as we described, is the surah that tells us about the befores and afters of Badr. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, what was the purpose of Badr? Why did the companions have to go through that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Allah will make truth clear to people And he will make falsehood clear to them What truths and what falsehoods about life Has this sin incident proven to me? I should ask myself I should reflect on this The reality in Gaza What truths have been maintained And what falsehoods have been exposed After I've seen what's happening in Gaza Brothers and sisters, in the beginning of Surah Al-Anfal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us 
What does he tell us about first, before anything else? It's not about the material realm. It's not about what you see. It's not what's happening on the ground. There's something behind that, at the core of that. Allah, in the very beginning of the surah, before describing anything, speaks to us about iman. Speaks to us about iman. He says, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ this needs life experience to be to be uh, to settle in the heart. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Believers and mu'minin, there are people when Allah's remembered, their hearts tremble, and when His verses are recited to them, it increases the iman. And there are people of true tawakkul. This is in the beginning of Surah Al-Anfal. That in itself is a powerful lesson. The Quran in this surah and in Surah Al-Fatih and Tawbah all gives us. Give, gives us principles and values on how to deal and view adverse situations in life. In this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to us about the futility of falsehood. The efforts of falsehood will prove futile. Allah says in one of the verses, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ لِيَصُدُّوا عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ فَسَيُنْفِقُونَهَا ثُمَّ تَكُونُ عَلَيْهِمْ حَسْرَةً ثُمَّ يُغْلَبُونَ وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِلَى جَهَنَّمَ يُحْشَرُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes it in a worldly and otherworldly context. He says, those who support and perpetuate falsehood will spend their money in doing that. And they will spend it. And it will be a source of regret for them. And then they will be defeated. And then their otherworldly punishment awaits them and those who disbelieved will be gathered upon Jahannam. Look at another verse in Surah Al-Fatih. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala redefines things for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, in this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the beginning of Surah Al-Fatih, He put Sakina in the hearts of believers, spiritual calm, so that their iman might increase. And then He says in the verse after that, لِيُدْخِلَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا وَيُكَفِّرَ عَنْهُمْ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ وَكَانَ ذَلِكَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا Allah redefines things. He says to us, Subhana, that this spiritual calm in adverse realities in life is followed by another reality that awaits in the Akhirah. He will give believers entrance into Jannah. And these, this Jannah of theirs will be full of gardens. Among it, rivers will flow. And then he says in the very end of the verse, That's real victory. That's true victory. That's enduring victory. Our brothers and sisters, our young brothers and sisters, the children of Gaza in the thousands who have died, they haven't lost their chance at life, they've gained their chance with Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guard them, will honor them, will give them. Our brothers and sisters in Palestine or elsewhere who've experienced such great tragedy and loss of life, our confidence in Allah is that true foes is not the foes of this true victory is not the victory of this life. Brothers and sisters, these realities settle in the heart of the mu'min 
when the believer processes tragedy and difficulty through the lens of the Qur'an. The verses are so many. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill our hearts with resilience, spiritual fortitude. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow every one of us to plug our hearts into the Qur'an at this moment and study what's happening on the ground through the lens of Allah's ultimate might, power, qudra, and ability. Allahumma ameen, Allahumma ameen. Ud'u Allah wa antum muqinuna bil ijabah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد أشرف الخلق وسيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون أما بعد brothers and sisters if we learn if we've learned anything as an ummah from our past and our present is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to revive the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu through affliction and trials, through difficult circumstances. These difficult circumstances remove the veil from the eyes of those who get distracted by the minutia of life and open the hearts to the realities of dunya and akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Anfal calls out to you and I. He says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu stajibu lillahi wa lil إذا دعاكم لما يحييكم وعلموا أن الله يحول بين المرء وقلبه وأنه إليه تحشرون. One of the beautiful verses in the Quran it says, "Oh you who believe, respond to the call of Allah and His Prophet. It, when He calls you, when He calls you to that which will give you life, that which will revive the hearts, that which will remove the." cloud of falsehood from my heart, the distractions of ghafla and heedlessness, the distractions of futile conflicts and disputes with fulan or fulan or fulan. All of this removes the clouds and removes the veil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَحُولُ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَقَلْبِهِ Know that Allah is well aware of what's going on within the individual between him and his heart. And know that your ultimate return is to Allah. Our ultimate return is to Allah. Sooner or later, that reality for the mu'min is one that is pleasant. One that is inspiring. One that gives real hope. My return is to my khaliq. Our brothers and sisters in Gaza did not return to their concentration camp when they lost their life. They returned to Allah. Their death liberated them. Their martyrdom liberated them, even though their aggressors and oppressors don't realize. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala liberate us. Liberate us from all the things that cloud our judgment, from all the things that lead us to sin, from all the things that cause us to fight and dispute with those around us senselessly, from all the things that take us away from Salat al-Jama'ah, for take us away from the Qur'an and take us away from the message. May Allah liberate our hearts. May Allah forgive us. May Allah strengthen us. May Allah make us agents for change for the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah azza wa give us spiritual fortitude in this moment and spiritual 
spiritual resilience in this moment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better our condition and better our affairs and better the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the east and west. Allahumma fill lana warhamna wa'afina wa'afu anna wa tajawaz an sayyatina. Allahumma fill sagheerina wa kabirina wa dhakarina wa unthana wa shahidina wa ghaibina. Allahumma nahiyyatahu minna fahihi ala al-eeman wa man amattahu minna fahmitu ala al-islam. Allahumma jajal khayra umrina akhirah wa jajal khayra amalina khawatimah wa jajal khayra ayamina yawman nalqaka fihi wa antaradun anna. Ameen, ameen. Wa akhirudan alhamdulillah ibn al-alameen. Inshallah after salah we have a few moments. Our dear beloved brother Fahim is going to speak to us inshallah. So please give us a few moments after salah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله استقيموا يرحمني يرحمكم الله الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين يا أيها الذين آمنوا أطيعوا الله ورسوله ولا تولوا عنه وأنتم تسمعون ولا تكونوا كالذين قالوا سمعنا وهم لا يسمعون إن شر الدواب عند الله الصم البكم الذين لا يعقلون ولو علم الله فيهم خيرا لأسمعهم ولو أسمعهم لتولوا وهم معرضون يا أيها الذين آمنوا استجيبوا لله وللرسول إذا دعاكم لما يحييكم واعلموا أن الله يحول بين المرء وقلبه وَأَنَّهُ إِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر 
Akbar. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirabbil alamin. Arrahmanirrahim. Maliki yawmiddin. Iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka nasta'in. Ihdinas siratal mustaqim siratal ladhina an'amta 'alayhim ghayril maghdubi 'alayhim waladdallin Amin واتقوا فتنة لا تصيبن الذين ظلموا منكم خاصة واعلموا أن الله مع المتقين واذكروا إذ أنتم قليل مستضعفون في الأرض تخافون أن يتخطفكم الناس فآواكم فآواكم وأيدكم بنصره ورزقكم من الطيبات لعلكم تشكرون الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده Allah Akbar Allah Akbar Allah Akbar Allahu Akbar Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah A'udhu shaytan al-rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina rasulullah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa ala Brothers and sisters, as we said The experience in Gaza is teaching us a lot of lessons It's teaching us lessons in the community On how we should engage politically uh, we're, We've fed up with the political hypocrisy of politicians Whether they're Republicans or Democrats We're not willing as a community to listen to some person Who's going to come let us hear a few nice words and then go say the most atrocious things in aiding Israel as our own governor and down have all shown us in this state in New Jersey. We need people, we need to start engaging politically in asking and demanding what we need as a community. We're going to start putting our demands and we're not going to pander to politicians anymore. If 
you don't support our causes, you're not welcome in our masajid. And we need to put forward the voices that are really from our community. Our brother Fahim, he's running for the Board of Education for Clifton. And he's been doing a lot of work to make things easy for our community members who their children go in the public school system. So please give him a few moments and listen to him. And we need more voices that go out there. Because without this, brothers and sisters, as we see, they treat us as zeros. We don't count. Because our voices don't matter to them. We need to make our voices matter. So please listen to our brother Fahim. Assalamu alaikum. We're a strong ummah. Assalamu alaikum. Put it closer to you. So I'm coming to you not to say vote Democrat or vote Republican. Okay? We are not going to sell our votes or our community to anybody who has not done anything for us. And we got to make that very, very clear. I'm here to you to tell you today, I've been on the Board of Education for seven years. Alhamdulillah, I've been able to break some barriers for our community. The past three weeks have been tough for our students, and for many of our teachers, and particularly our parents. They need to keep a voice on the Board of Ed. What I'm asking you to do is very simple. You have today, tomorrow, Sunday. Do not leave it till Tuesday because we are not, we are not promised tomorrow. We are not promised from day to day. We know what we know when we live that day. I'm asking you to go today and tomorrow and Sunday. Do not leave it till Tuesday. November 7th, I need you to vote for me for the Board of Education if you live in Clifton. Number five on the, on the, on the ballot. Okay? Why? What have you done for us? What we, we are an ummah. We are a community. I've stood, you guys, Sheikh, with our community, but it's not about me. It's bigger than me. It's our community. It's our children. It's our family. It's our ummah. Nobody has done anything for us. You can, I'm not going to tell you you can vote how you can vote. It's a nonprofit organization here. But I am going to tell you that we as an ummah need to stick together. We need to make a sound. And we do that by casting our ballots. I know everybody here, I am in particular, the past three weeks have been mostly drained. From scrolling on Facebook, seeing what's going on. Last night, I was attacked on social media ads that was on Clifton Facebook groups. Why I wore a kofiyah and why I spoke about Palestine. And they said on there, do not vote for him, he's Palestinian. That made me even stronger 